Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. your life to get better? Yes. Let me ask you again. Do you want your life to get better? Yes. Technology promises our lives to get better, but that doesn't seem to make our lives better, does it? No. I mean, I love technology. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming. I, I just love that I can talk to my phone and it'll tell me a lot of stuff. Siri is a great friend. She is. Yes. But what I want you to know is that it, sometimes it lets you down. A couple of weeks ago, I... Uh, Ask uh, my mentor, Pastor Benny Tate. He pastors a large church uh, south of us, about 45 minutes. I asked his assistant if I could drive him somewhere just so I could spend some time with him. And I told you guys about that. Well, what I didn't tell you was this, is that I finally got the the first gig of being able to drive him somewhere. And I was his chauffeur. And I was going to take him uh, to a meeting that he was going to be speaking at, a church he would be preaching at on a Sunday evening. And so she gave me the address to the church. And she says, uh, Jeff, I just want you to know that, you know, he doesn't know where he's going. The drivers always just take him there. So I can do that. So I put the address in my phone and uh, turned the GPS on. And, the, and it, sure enough, it started tracking. And it said I should get there about 20 minutes before it was time for him, to, the church, to start. Fantastic. So I start, you know, get him in the car. We leave from his house. And I'm driving. And I'm following the GPS. And, you know, it's, it's taking me on roads I've never been on before. And so uh, finally we get to the, to the point where it says, you know, make the last turn and your destination is in, on the left. Well, I made the turn and I turned into an old subdivision. There was no church to be found. And I, he looked at me and he, uh, he's from Tennessee, so he says, my name, Jeff. He says, uh, Jeff, I don't think this is the right place. <laughs> and I said, neither do I, but thank God because I was in Rhonda's vehicle that her vehicle, we never, ever leave the house with her vehicle without an old atlas here, a map. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. So because of that, I found a place and got him there on time. And I was entrusted to do it again. So, but I'm telling you that sometimes it, technology lets you down. But I want to tell you that you can trust God's word. That God's word is, is, a, is a map, is a light, is for life, and you can trust it. I love Google, but Google's not God. I think most of the time now when we have a question, we Google it, and that's great. And let me tell you something. You cannot win an argument with uh, someone under 30 years of age because they're going to Google it, right? I understand now that as I speak to you that, you know, that many of you are fact-finding while I'm talking like, oh, I don't believe that, and you're Googling it. I understand that. That's going on. And, uh, but... But Google is not God, and God's Word is so, so important to our lives. And if you're going to get better in life, God created life, and God created a, 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 a way for us to know how to get better, and it's through His Word. So I have this statement coming up. I want you to remember the rest of your life is coming up on the screen. Let's say it together. Here it goes. You ready? When I get in the Bible, God gets in me. Do you believe that? 
When I get in the Bible, it's like God gets into me. You know, you, some people say, oh, I just need more God. Get in the Bible, more God to get into you. It's his method of doing that. And so today I want to give you three things that we want to talk about how to get better. Because you said you want to get better, so we're going to talk about how you do that. And I want to give you three things today that we do that. Number one, would you write this down? Number one, in order to get better, I would say this, is daily take the breath of God. Daily take in the breath of God through the Bible. Daily take in the breath of God through the Bible. Now, I'll explain that a little bit more. Would you agree with me that without, our, without breath, without us breathing, we cannot live? Would you agree with that? We have to breathe to live. And so, the, the, so basically, I want you to understand that God gave us the Word of God to breathe to our hearts in order that we may live spiritually and come alive in this culture that we live in today. It was made for all times. Look what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 3 and 16. Would you read what's underlined with me out loud? Let's read it. You ready? Come on. All Scripture is God-breathed. God-breathed. Did you see that? God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the who? People of God, that's you, the people of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, I want you to understand this, that your words are breath. You agree with that? Without a breath, you can't speak. It's when, it's when, you, when your breath comes across your vocal cords and those muscles that you're able to make sounds. If you, you have to, now, if you don't believe that, if you don't believe your words are breath, just let somebody eat garlic and come up and start talking to you. Right? Have you ever, have you ever noticed that, that, that it, the people that, that have eaten foods that they should not eat before they talk to people talk right here? You, you ever had that experience? And, and you know, and, and it's that every time they say a word, you go, oh, oh, you know. And it's because why? Because our, our, our breath becomes our words. Without a breath, we can't speak. Our breath are our words. And what I want to share with you is this, is that when God created mankind, the Bible says that he formed Adam out of the dirt of the earth. Like if you go on a beach and you make a sandcastle, you know, you form dirt, and God, God formed dirt of the earth. And it, here's a picture of what I think it may have looked like. He formed the dirt of the earth, and then the Bible says that, that he breathed the breath of life into Adam. What that, what that, I believe really, I really believe that God didn't just go, I believe that he said, Adam, why don't you get up? And his breath that went forth went into Adam's body. I believe he breathed in the breath of life into his body. When he did, Adam became a living being. It was the breath of God that made Adam alive and well. Everybody tracking with me? Now, listen, the Bible says that the word of God, the word of God is the breath of God. In other words, when you feel like you need life in your body and your spirit is dwindling and you feel like God is a million miles away, the way that you get a breath of God is that when you begin to read the Word of God, it's like God breathing in your life. It's like Him breathing life into your spirit and your soul and your life. It's through the Word of God. Every time that you read the Bible, it's God breathing life into you. It is. It's the Word of God. It's, the Bible is living and it's active, the, uh, the Scripture says about itself. Listen, this book right here is a great book. Oh, yes, it is, because I wrote it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, it's a good, many of you said you've enjoyed the book, but I want to tell you something. 
This book will get you, you know, out. if you take the scripture out of it, it's just my words. Matter of fact, many of you have read that and you're going to forget it within about two or three weeks. You won't even remember what you've read. But guess what? With this book, it's not that way. It's alive. It's living and active. That means, that means that God begins to do something on the inside of you when you begin to, to get into God's Word. It's amazing. Now, many people say this. Many people say that, you know, when I read the Bible, I don't get anything out of it. You know what? You may have been guilty of saying that. You may have said that. Well, I want to tell you, it's never a matter of what you're getting out of it. It's a matter of what's getting in you. You see, with the Bible, it's like unlike any other book. You think I'm not getting anything out of this? You know, why, why am I reading this? You know, I don't understand it. Uh, you, it's like it don't make sense to me. It's okay that it doesn't make sense to you because it's never about what you're getting out of it. It's what's getting in you. Let me tell you something. What's in you will come out of you eventually. Amen? And so when you get God's Word inside of you, all of a sudden it begins to come out of you. You see, reading God's Word is God breathing into you. Reading is breathing. God's breathing into you His everlasting life. And I want to encourage you, if you want to go up, if you want to get better, you've got to have the author of life speaking to you and through you in order for you to go up. In order for your life to get better, it starts right here in God's Word. Amen, everybody? Amen. It starts in God's Word. Now, I would say this to you, the journey into that is this, is that, you know, you can't, until you accept Jesus Christ, then you're never going to accept his word. So if you want to start, a starting point is always accepting Jesus, your Savior. So every week I, we give this opportunity at SEC, and that is this, that you have to become a Christ follower. If that's you, why don't you take your step to become a Christ follower, and inside of our program, there's a prayer that you can pray. It's right there for you, and every week someone through our services prays this prayer. And we're celebrating today because uh, last Monday night, we, in our Monday night church service, for the first time last Monday night, we had someone receive Jesus Christ in our Monday night church service. Can we just give our Monday night service a hand? Thank you guys so much. It's amazing. It's amazing. And if that's you today and you're praying that prayer, we just ask you to check it on the back of this box. You says where the next step says, I'm praying this, the prayer to become a Christ follower. Just check that for us. Now, so the second thing I would share with you is this. Well, let me give you this statement again. Let's say it again. You ready? It's coming up on the screen. You ready? When I get in the Bible, God gets in me. So more of God is more of God's Word in me. When I get in the Bible, God gets in me. And so the second thing I would share with you is this. Is number two is this. Is daily make a course correction from the Bible. Maybe uh, daily make a course correction from the Bible. Now, again, I'm not picking on technology. I love technology. But I want to say this, that, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you experience this or not, but sometimes my GPS gets an attitude. Does yours? I mean, sometimes it can get a little salty with me. It says something like this. When I, like in Rhonda's car, she has a, a GPS built in her car. And so when I miss a, miss a turn, it says, make a legal U-turn. Well, I just missed a turn. I can't make a legal U-turn at that time because maybe I'm in the, the wrong lane to get over. Now, if Rhonda's with me, of course, she's been telling me I should have turned, and she's a little ticked at me, and I'm a little ticked at her, you know, like, hey, be quiet, you know. Yeah. But then the GPS gets, throws a little shade, 
And about the time that I, I missed that turn, he says, make a legal U-turn. I can't make it. Then it gets louder. Make a legal U-turn. I'm like, you better shut up. <laughs> sure do that. It gets a little salty. I want to tell you something. God has a GPS, and it's through his word. Look what the Bible says. Psalms 119.105. He says this, your word is a lamp to what? To guide my feet. Did you hear that? I'm going to tell you, God's word will do for you what GPS can't do for you. It will guide your life. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and to light my path. That's what God's word does. You know, uh, a couple years ago, I was talking to one of our uh, soldiers in our church, and his name is Daryl Chandler. And Daryl was telling me that in the, in the military, they teach you a word called azimuth, A-Z-I-M-U-T-H, azimuth. And what that word simply means is this, is that when you're, you have to know how to, to have an azimuth, uh, a course correction. He said, when you're on a mission and you're going out uh, on this mission and you launch out, and then you have a direction that you're going to go because one of your legs is shorter than the other, you will naturally, you're either going to drift to the right or to the left. You will drift. And so if you're not careful, after you walk a, a, some distance, you will make a circle. And if you're, not really care, if you're not real careful, you will drift. Matter of fact, like this picture of this soldier coming up right here, you see he's getting his asthma. He's making every so many paces, he's, uh, paces, he's got to make a course correction. If not, you know what happened? That soldier will walk right into the enemy's camp. And he'll go right, he'll go right the wrong place. He'll walk right in and he'll find destruction. Let me tell you something. If you don't use the Bible to have an asthma, to have a course correction in your life, you will walk right into the enemy's camp. And you'll find yourself walking into situations and, and, and you'll get yourself into trouble and you'll find yourself being defeated by the enemy because you walked right into the enemy's camp. So it's very, very important every day to have a course correction through God's Word. And that's what it does. It's a, it corrects your, your path. Now look what Jesus said. And uh, Jesus said this in Matthew 4 and 4. He says, it is written. Would you read what's underlined with me out loud? Let's read it. Ready? Come on. Man does not live on bread alone. Now, bread is something that we eat, but also I mean, bread's been called money as well, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's been used to have a slang term as bread. Jesus said, man cannot live on bread alone. But look what he says. But on every what? Word, word that what? Comes from the mouth of God. You know what? Every word of God is penned in this book. And so again, he says, you've got to live on it. It's the breath of God. It's life-giving spirit. He says, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, here's the secret I want to tell you. The world says, if you're a Christian, that, you know, you have a crutch, that you need a crutch or something. Well, let me, and they say, you're weak. All Christians are weak. Well, let me tell you something. God's Word does not make you weaker. God's Word makes you wiser, and that makes you stronger. Amen? Amen? God's, God's Word will never make you weak. It will never, ever make you weak. It will make you wiser, and being wiser will make you stronger. God's Word is what will empower your life. It'll take you from a nobody to a somebody. It'll take you up when everybody else is trying to pull you down. 
It will lift you higher than you think you could ever go. And it will sustain your life when you feel like all hell is breaking loose against you. God's word in you will hold you up more than anything else. God's word. The reason that I'm standing here today is because of God's word. I know you don't believe this, but I am a human being. And I am a flawed man. I am not perfect by any stretch, and, and left to my sinful nature, I'm a bad man. <laughs> I would. If it's left to me, I would, you know, if, if it were not for God's word, injection of that in my life every day, if I did not have that habit of getting up in the morning and letting God speak to me first before anybody else. See, I, I want to know what God knows before I hear from anybody else. And just get in his word just a few minutes and let him speak to me to give me that course correction. Then I wouldn't be able to be your pastor because I would be in jail. Or a drug addict or something. I'd be messed up. But God's word is what's kept my whole life. Why am I still married today? Because of God's word. I say, it's God's word. I cannot overstate this. And it's not, a, it's not something that I'm just trying to preach to you to, to, to the right thing. It's my life. It's what's kept me all of my life. When, when I was so down and didn't know what to do, I would still read his word. I couldn't tell you one thing that I read. But guess what? When I was reading the Bible, it was reading me. Man, and making course corrections in my life. And that's what I encourage you. You know, the story of the prodigal son is a story about a, a young man who thought that God's word was weak. And Jesus tells this story of how the, this young man, how that he had a brother, uh, and, and he decided, the younger brother decided, that, you know, I don't want to live by my father's rules anymore. I don't want to be a part of this. And so he said, Dad, give me my inheritance now. I want to forget you and his family. And sure enough, he got his father's in, the, his inheritance, and he took off. And guess what he did? He went to all the parties he could go to. He did everything culture said. You know, he slept with every woman he could sleep with. You know, he did everything culture said. He lived it up, drugged it up, had a great time, he thought. But guess what? He got off course. And guess what? The bread run out. He had no more money, and he had no more honey. <laughs> right? He bought it all, the world, do it the world's way. And guess where he found himself? The Bible said he found himself so broken that nobody would have anything to do with him. And so the only job he could get was feeding pigs. And so he got so hungry, the Bible says, that the only food he could find was what the hogs were eating, and he began to eat their food. But guess what? Because the Word of God had been put into him somewhere in his life. Uh, at that moment, God gave him a course direction. He remembered the Father's house and how good it was at the Father's house and how that God's Word was not making him weaker. It was making him wiser. And all of a sudden, he got wise and went back to the Father's house. And when he went back to the Father's house, he said, Dad, I'm, no wor I'm not worthy to be called your son anymore. Just make me a servant because your servants are better than anything the world's got to offer. So make me a servant. And the Father said, You're not a servant. You're my son. Right? Isn't that awesome? Is that God's word will not make you weaker. It will make you wiser, and that will make you stronger. Amen? It will make you stronger. One other thing I want to tell you is this. Is uh, when you follow God's word, God's favor follows you. Yes. 
Isn't that awesome? When you follow God's word, God's favor follows you. Wherever you go, it's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. When everybody else begins to count you out and you're done, but when you, no matter, you stand on the principles of God's word, you may look like it's over for a little while, but God's got a way of resurrecting things, amen? And God brings his favor where his word is. Mm-mm-mm. That's all right, I'm preaching better than you're amening. Let's say it again. It's coming up on the screen. You ready? Let's say this together. Here we go. When I get in the Bible, God gets in me. So if you say, yeah, I need more God. I need more God. Pastor, what should I do? Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Let God get in you. Let him get in you. The third thing I would say is this. The third thing is daily renew your mind with the Bible. Daily renew your mind with the Bible. I just want to be honest and transparent here. You will never, ever go any higher than your thoughts. As a man thinketh, the scripture says, so is he. As a person thinketh, so are they. In other words, you, in order for you to get better, you've got to begin to think new thoughts. The, look what the scripture says. Would you read out loud with me those first three words of Romans 12 and 2? Let's read them out loud. You ready? Come on. Do not conform. Do not conform. Notice that. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of what? Of this world. Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be what? How are you transformed? You got to think different. If you don't think different, you'll never be different. And the Bible says the way that you quit conforming is that you start transforming by reading God's word and let it read you and let it speak to you and renewing your mind. Renewing your mind. He goes on to say this. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Conforming. How do we conform? The way we conform is that we keep doing, we keep thinking the same thoughts. Many people come to me and say, Pastor, you know what? I'm just doing just what my grandparents did. It's our family curse. Our family curse. You know what a family curse is? A family curse is a repeated way of thinking and it becomes a repeated habit through generations. It's like it's the same thinking, the same thinking over and over. And if you keep thinking the same thoughts that your grandparents thought, you're going to do the same thing. Same thoughts your parents did, you're going to do the same thing. And so your thinking has to go up in order for you to get better. And I would say this, a family curse is not a family curse. A family curse is bad thinking that's created bad habits. And you can break that, baby, by getting into God's Word and let it talk to you and tell you who you really are. Amen? Amen. A family curse is not that. I would say this to you, is that, you know, many people tell me, they say, Pastor, well, I'm just born this way. My genetics. You're looking at a man right here who's both sides of my family were alcoholics. My, both of my grandfathers were alcoholics. Alcohol has been all in my family. And, and listen, in my family, they don't just casually drink. No, they drink to get drunk and they get blasted and it's over. Oh, we're going to have a little sip. There was no sips in my family. It was a sip to get on the trip. <laughs> Sucking suds, baby. I can go on and on. I know the lingo. It was my family. 
so I guess I should be an alcoholic. Everybody in my family got divorced, everybody. Everybody in my family cheated. I guess I should be divorced. Why am I not? I'll tell you why. Because when I was 15 years old, I got born again. You see, yes, I was born into sin, and I, do I have tendencies of sin? Absolutely, like everybody else, I've already made that very transparent to you. You know what? You know more about me than anybody. You know that. Some of you know, I'll tell you, I don't, there's no secrets in my life. You know, every, you know everything goes on between me and Rhonda because I come out here and tell you. Like I, that's right. This, that's it. So there's, you don't have to worry about anything about that. Sometimes I go, oh, my God, did I say that? But, you know, there's no secrets. And I want to tell you, the only way that I'm not that way is because I got born again. And when you get born again, when you ask Jesus Christ to come in your life, you know what? It doesn't matter what your family tree says because all of a sudden you become a child of God. And when you become a child of God, all of a sudden you get into God's Word and God's Word gets into you, it changes everything. You don't think like everybody else does. You don't think about, when's my next drink? You think about, oh, Lord, when are you going fill to me, fill me with your spirit again, oh, God? Make me greater than I can be, oh, Lord. You've got to empower me, Lord. I'm not going to make it through this. And you start looking through the higher power instead of the power of the bottle. You just begin to do that. Don't let the world conform you to tell you who you are. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To be transformed. I can tell you this, that God's word will not make your life stress-free, but in many cases it will make it regret-free. I've been at the bedside of many people that were leaving this world. And not one time I've been there through a person that's been a Christian and they've lived a Christian life, the majority of their adult life, not one time they got to that bedside and they said, oh, I'm so, I just regret that I live for God. I regret that I read his word. I regret that I went to church and I regret that I was a tither. I regret all that. Not one time. Every time that the person is a Christian is about to leave this world, they say, Pastor, I want you to know he's been faithful to me all this time in my life. He's walked with me through the valleys of the shadow. Today I know that I'm about to leave this world. And I know, Pastor, when I leave this world, I'm going to close my eyes to this world. I'm going to open my eyes up to that new world in heaven. And I've got a mansion in heaven. And he's up there waiting on me. And Jesus is going to walk me through those pearly gates. I know that I know. And they're ready to go. I've had somebody one time say, listen, can you please be quiet because I'm ready to go to heaven. <laughs> Not even kidding. But on the other hand, people that haven't, I've had the opportunity to pray with people right before they leave this world to receive Christ and thank God that that's good and then go to heaven. But guess what? They're saying, Pastor, I wish I would have done this a long time ago. I wish I would have listened. I wish, I wish, I wish. It was regret after regret after regret. God's word will not make your life stress-free, but it does help you with being, it can help you be regret-free in the most beautiful way. You have to change the way you think. Some of us need some thought transformation today, and I want to give you some. Because this is why I love God's word. Listen to these passages of scripture. 
1 John 4 and 4. Somebody needs to hear this today, so let's just read it out loud together. You ready? Come on. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You can look that boss right in the eye. You can look that, that, that person that's bullying you on, on the Internet, uh, on Facebook, social media, whatever. You can look them right in the eye and say, you're not going to get the best of me. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Amen. He goes on to say, Philippians 4, 13, I love this. I love this passage. He says, I can do all things through who? Who what? Strengthens me. You will not get the best of me because he's my power. Oh, I love this next verse. Let's read this one. This, I love this. I hope you write this down somewhere. Let's read it. You ready? Come on. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Amen? You can't, if God is for me and if it's God's plan, my friend, there's nothing that you can do to me to stop God's plan. And there's nothing I can do to you to stop God's plan because if God's hand is on his plan, friend, then you're going to succeed. Oh, look at the next one. Oh, I love this. Knowing all these things, we are what? Through him who loved us. Why have you given up? Why have you given up? Why have you stopped? Why why have you quit trying? Because somebody told you you couldn't do it? Because some some big mouth somewhere that's done nothing in their life have told you that you will never amount to anything. They told you you never make it, that you're going to be looked over, and they've told you all kinds of lies. Let me tell you something. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. I remember when I first began to say, you know, I think God's called me to to, to preach. I didn't I didn't know that I would be a pastor. I said, I think God's called me to be a, to to preach. And somebody looked at me and they said, Jeff, you'll never make it. You're too weak. You'll have a nervous breakdown. You'll you'll never make it. They told me all of those things. You'll never make it. Let me tell you something. When you begin to believe what they say, you're going to go down. But when you begin to get in God's Word and God's Word gets into you, then you believe that, oh, no, I'm greater than that. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, my Lord. It's never about me. It's about Him. Amen. Oh, I'm going to tell you a little bit more. Again, it's Transparent Day, all right? I'm going to tell you more than you want to know about us. In 1995, it became the pastor of this little church. We were little then in Forest Park. And to supplement my income, I had to do so. I had to work. And and, uh, so I sold automobiles, used automobiles. And in order to find the value of those automobiles so that I would know how to buy them, so that I could sell them and make an income. There was a book that I went by, and there's a picture. It looks just like this. This is a picture of the book. It's called Kelly Blue Book. We didn't have the Internet back then. You couldn't just go right to your phone. I carried around me with me the, this book because I needed to know the value of every vehicle I was buying. I had to know. If not, I would lose money, and I had to know. So when I got ready to buy the buy the car I had the book with me and when I got ready to sell the car I had the book to show the person okay here's what the book says it's worth so they know where they wouldn't get ripped off and so by doing that I found the value out of vehicles I could tell you every vehicle the value of it when you want to know the value of you there's a book this book 
God's book. When everybody tells you that you are nothing and you are nobody and you have no purpose in this life and that you're defeated and nobody likes you, cares about you, and you feel as low as you can go, and when you feel like the whole world is against you and nobody cares about you and that your purpose is gone and you feel meaningless and you feel depressed and you feel overwhelmed, I want to tell you that you can open up this book and it says, greater is he that's in me than he's in the world. And I am more than a conqueror through him, amen? And if God is for me, who can be against me? That I've been set free by the Son of God and then I'm a child of God you may not like me and you don't have to like me but he loves me every day he gets up I'm on his mind he saw me in the morning time he sees me in the noon hour and he sees me in the midnight hour when I was a baby in my mother's belly it was God that destined me when that doctor pulled out and slapped me on the bottom it was God that breathed into me he saw me every day of my life he never left me nor forsake me he knows me and he knows you by name. He's calling your name out right now and telling you, I love you. I know you. I thought you forgot you. You're my child. I created you. You're mighty. You're great. You're awesome. And you're mine because he bought you with the blood of Jesus Christ. You are a child of almighty God. Amen. Amen. I know who I am. I know who I am. Do you know who you are? You're a child of God. Amen. Would you stand with me? See, until you get this down, you're never going to make it in life because you're going to try to be what everybody else wants you to be. But when you know who he's called you to be, then it makes a difference in your life. Right now, we're about to sing a song. This is, the, everywhere you are is an altar right now. You're in the altar right now. When we sing this song, it says, Who the sun sets free. It's free indeed. And then I love that part that says, I am a child of God. I am chosen, not forsaken. Amen? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.